Do you want to do the welcome since I'm injured? Yeah, who are we? <laughs> okay, I guess I have to do the intro. Oh, God. Guys, I got my wisdom teeth taken out. I, I, I don't know if I can handle an intro. I'm just having an identity crisis. to Shelf Expressions. I'm Carrie Ann Dillon. And I'm Carolyn. And today we are having strong feelings once again regarding the spring 2020 release of The Secret Garden. Now today of this recording we are here with our cups of tea and our ice packs because I just got out of getting my wisdom teeth taken out. All four of them. Out of there. Oh, man. It's been very painful. Talking is hard. And, but the thing was, I saw this trailer for The Secret Garden, and I immediately had emotions. And I said to Carrie Ann, I know we're not supposed to be recording right now. I know I'm supposed to be saving my jaw from pain. But she showed it to me and we both said ah, podcast now. Now. <laughs> God. Everything. Oh, guys. So let's get started. Okay. So for those of you who haven't seen the trailer, let's give a teeny little bit of a recap. It starts with Mary Lennox, our main character, talking about how she is a poor orphaned girl in a, from far, a faraway land. land. And she it has been sent um, sent away to live in a mysterious house. Um, we got Colin Firth in here. We got Molly Weasley. Back at Weasley. it again, Colin Firth. Um, we got Molly Weasley in here. We get a moment where the trailer reveals that this has been brought to you by the producers of Harry Potter and the most recent Paddington Bear movies. So it's no surprise that Julie Walters is in there. Yeah, and it's also... You you can very much tell that this was made by the Harry Potter creators. The whole tone of the trailer is very dark and gloomy, especially when we're in the house. When we get into the garden, it's bright and full of life and whatever. She talks in the voiceover a little bit about the characters, about meeting a mysterious boy who she didn't know was in the house, and how she found something magical and, and secret. secret, which is, of course... The Secret Garden. Garden. It then, you know, we basically get a montage of her adventures in the garden, potential conflicts with Colin Firth and Molly Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call one of them by the actor name and the other by a famous character name. Well, the role that Molly Weasley plays in this trailer is the same role that Professor McGonagall played in the 1993 movie. So I think it's okay, okay to call right. them... Colin Have Firth, it your way. Colin Firth was not in Harry Potter. It was his one terrible life choice. He, <laughs> he was, though, in the 1993 version of The Secret Garden, where so, he played yeah. a grown-up version of Colin Craven, who is the mysterious boy that Mary Lennox meets in the house. So, it, it, it's a very interesting trailer. 
And, and I think we need, we should probably it. say, yes. <laughs> I hate it. I, I, well, I was going to say is, I think what we need to say right away is we are very skeptical. And in addition, just not super thrilled about this as a project being developed in general. Not because of the creators or the actors or the visuals that we have in here, but because... is. Is 2020 is now the time for another narrative about how kindness can heal spinal injuries. Like, do we need some of the ableist discourse? And, uh, spoilers, Mary Lennox had been raised in India, so there are some serious class and race issues that are present in the text, certainly. Yeah, the, the, the text is very, very dated, Written in 1911. I, I read the book, actually, maybe a year ago. Okay. Uh, because I realized I had never read it before, and I think people were talking about the movie. Probably They were probably talking about how it was getting turned into a movie. Yikes. That's probably why I read it. And there were many moments where she'll say something a little racist. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's from its time period, so we can't really blame the author for this. Ah. But... I mean, I, I, I'm not going to spread judgment on, on the author at this time. That's my how, um, how I view it. But at the same time, it's not necessarily a story that I grew up with. And it's not really a story that I'm particularly fond of. So I... And, and the, but the bigger issue for me is less the race stuff, which of course is what happens when... Yeah, but the whole we're going to cure you of your disability by hanging out in a ma- in a magic garden. Well, here, yeah, that's the. It's not presented in the book necessarily as a magic garden. The magic of the place is yes. that Colin gets some fresh air and does joins Mary in a little bit of hard work, and once he's not being treated as an invalid, he's slowly stops acting like an invalid and that's problematic sort of on its own but what happens in the trailer is that there's a heavy emphasis on magic magic. and that's where you can tell the harry potter producers came on board with this and granted we are enormous harry potter fans yes um like molly weasley is my fave oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but there's a time and a place for magic in a narrative and I don't think the secret garden is it. I and I and I have to agree with that. Looking at the trailer, it appears that the garden is literally magical and not just like a secret that the kids go in and have wild imaginations and right. We're given like, create scenes, a space. This, we're given scenes of like dancing around a rose bush and having it open into bloom, and they're major shot of yeah, the trailer. The big, the big CGI moment in the end of the trailer is two kids running through the garden with their arms outstretched. It's a really beautiful shot with the garden growing around them. And that is not true to the book at all and kind of gets rid of the point of the book. And even though I'm not a fan of the point of the book, <laughs> it's kind of like, what are you doing? And so in some ways... What could be cool, and maybe they're doing this, is maybe they are changing the story substantially enough to make it not nearly as dated as it was and making it better in some way. 
But I, there isn't really enough in this teaser to really see if they've changed the story. And I don't know that changing the story will make it help it all that much. Although I did say, like, maybe if he was, like, if the boy was sick rather than crippled, you know, like, if he had cancer, but, like, and everyone was forcing him to stay inside, but by bringing him outside, that gave him power, vitamin D, I don't don't know. I think there are other stories, other narratives being created right now, let alone having been created for the past however many years, that deserve a chance to be told. Yeah. And deserve a chance to be expressed through film as a medium. And I just don't understand socially why The Secret Garden is getting the airtime. Although Carolyn made a really good point about yeah, I, I, so I, financials. I, I was a film major in college and I have followed the film industry pretty extensively for the last, oh gosh, like eight years now. <laughs> I'm old, you guys. That's not true either. Well, I mean, this morning we were talking about how I have been video editing for 20 years and how Carrie Ann has been playing the harp for, for 21 years. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've made it. We're old. We it's official. It. I get to be grumpy and curmudgeon for the rest of my days. <laughs> get off my lawn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the reason why they're making this is br- Hollywood is very afraid of trying anything new mm. in general. They are very comfortable with making branded properties, um, something that already exists in the world. Maybe a movie of it has existed before. Maybe a book of it has existed before. Maybe, maybe both plus a play plus adaptations you know, all over. But and and the Secret Garden for decades was considered a sort of a classic. Time has not been done well on it, but it's also you know the type of thing where. The filmmakers are expecting the parents or the grandparents to get nostalgic about the story. Maybe not remembering the entire story, but, st- like, nostalgic nonetheless and being like, oh, I remember The Secret Garden. Right, yeah. I she bring... It was, like, a story of family and friendship. And, and it ended so nicely. And, like, they built a garden. Isn't that wonderful? You know, I'm going to take my grandkids. I'm going to take my grandkids. I'm going to take my kids. And it's made by the Harry Potter guys. Like, they're so great at making films. Like, <laughs> From a money, if you are an executive producer and you are sitting in Hollywood, or I think this is an entirely British production, I didn't see any big um, studio stamps on it. Financially, this theoretically makes a lot of sense. The issue is the heart of the story is so dated at this point that it really doesn't feel relevant anymore. Yeah. Certainly, as a historical thing, it's important to look back and see how things were and whatnot. But I'm not sure that they can reinvent this in a way that's going to make the story not problematic. (laughs) Or palatable, even. Yeah. We'll see. I'm definitely going to keep my eye out for a future trailer and, you know, see if Maybe they found a way to change the story substantially enough that we don't have these problematic elements in the story. But, you know, this isn't something 
I am very easy to please. I know in the last episodes I said the exact same thing, talking about the Golden Compass movie and how much I hated it and how I said <laughs> I'm easy to please. I am. I promise. I leap at the sight of any Fantastic Beasts movie, just regardless of criticism. I loved The Last Jedi. I am a fan of every Harry Potter movie. I, you know, rejoice at these Disney remakes, even if they're annoying. But this is just not... Part of it is I don't have a connection to it. I think maybe if I read it as a little girl and I was like, oh my god, then maybe there would be that bit. But since I don't have that, there's really nothing in it for me. Right. And... I probably will not go see it in theaters, certainly. No. But I really like her work, The Little Princess, because that book taught me about kindness and generosity of spirit and really treating others with dignity and compassion, even if your circumstances are changing rapidly in one direction or another. And yes, that book also has some racial issues concerning India. That was kind of a popular thing, thing at the, the time. But yeah. for all of that, I think the message and the spirit of The Little Princess is more important for me as a formative reader, and just a, a nicer story than The Secret Garden. And yeah. I thought, like we said about nostalgia, you know, I can understand how older readers who haven't read it in a long time may say, oh, that was a feel-good story. You know, she changed her ways, made a friend, found family, the boy got healed, everybody ended well. But there were just too many icky things in The Secret Garden. And I really hate Mary Lennox as a character. I'm sorry, but I do. <laughs> she's she's a brat. She is a brat. She starts off as a brat. And, anyway. and that's the point of the story is she's a brat, but she learns to be a good person, which, you know, there are good stories that, that ha follow that, that arc. Yeah. I mean, Narnia, that's Edmund's arc. Yes, yeah. But I think that at least Edmund, we find out, was acting out because uh, for some reason I feel like his actions are slightly more justifiable than hers. Yeah. I mean, alright, so if you haven't read the book, just remember that Mary was raised in India by parents who didn't want her, they didn't love her, they didn't want her around, so she was raised by Indian servants, and then illness wipes them all out, and she's found alone in the house, surrounded by dead people, and is plucked out of there and sent back to England. So... Desperately unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. Allowances can be made for some of her behavior. My point is really that out of context, we're trying to be recontextualized now for a 2020 audience. Tell someone else's story. Yeah. I just don't think, if you look at kids these days, I don't think, you know, Generation Z or the kids who are really growing up right now, especially because so many kids are so much more aware um, of the world around them, I don't see them grabbing onto this story. And so I, I think this was really a missed opportunity. I think it will do well enough at the box office, but I will not be surprised if this bombs, um, which is really unfortunate because there really is a lack of children's films. I know that sounds maybe crazy, like what are you talking about? There are plenty of children's films, but you know, there aren't that many stories coming out that are directed 
for kids. There's plenty of things for teenage boys, but especially for girls. And, you know, if they had done something like uh, her other book was Little Princess, mm-hmm. or even just finding, I don't know, I mean, I have not read it in years, and now I, I hopefully I'm not going to get slammed for this. But, what? Well, I, I was always a fan of the Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> there's there's got to be problematic stuff in yes, there. Yes, there is. But the but plot, also, but the, but the plot of the Little House on the P- Prairie is like this little girl is living on the prairie and has to go through all of these different struggles, and there are countless books to choose from, and so it would be really easy to make an adaptation of that that isn't problematic. Well, I remember finding out that the minstrel show Pa is in, he's in blackface, and I remember yeah. being so horrified. Because I didn't, when I was a younger reader, I didn't understand. Anyway. But that's not integral to the story. Right, you know? right. The, the point of The Little House on the Prairie is Laura Wilder lives out in the prairie. I've been to one of the cabins. Me too. And that was so cool for me, was being like, oh, this story is kind of real. And I made space. mom stop there on our cross-country trip. I was really? like, oh, I have to go. <laughs> Look, it says her name. We went um, We went when I was moving, one of the times that I moved, and I remember being like, wow, this cabin is a lot smaller than I thought <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, be. yeah. Um, and I was like, this is the well they used. And so I, I... But there are elements to the Little House on the Prairie story about survival and, again, compassion and family that perhaps would be more interesting or not necessarily more relatable, but more fun. Yeah, like get rid of the minstrel show and have them get attacked. That's in later books anyway. And get attacked by bears. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Release the bears. (laughs) Hey, why don't we grab my mom? And see what she has to say. Because I don't think she's read the book since she was young. And she's always ready to be critical. Yeah. I, I would, Actually, yeah. Can we do that? Let's do that. This okay. is my mom, guys. So This yeah. is Kathy. <laughs> so, guys, we are having Carrie Ann's mom, Kathy Dillon, watch this and uh, give her her feedback as somebody who hasn't read the book in a while, but kind of knows the story and see what she thinks about uh, the episode. So, here we go. Okay. You ready? What do you think? I think the um I think the garden in this movie is like acres and the garden in the book is like uh, 10 feet. feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like hang on. And it doesn't have the the garden in the story does not have things like growing like magic time-lapse photography. It doesn't have them exploding like that. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like, okay, I see the similarity in the um, filmmaking to the other stories, but I don't know if it belongs with the secret garden. It's like, and being out in the yard and in the garden and in the dirt, it's like, uh, that's not very realistic. How you're still dressed in your cute little blue suit and you roll (laughs) in the, roll in the nice dry leaves. Right. (laughs) And, then, and you still look clean. <laughs> what else do you remember about this story? About the book? I don't think. I thought that... I thought that the girl in the story, that, that looks... That sounds okay. But the boy in the story, I thought was very British. And it looked like this boy was the Indian boy. 
There are like two boys. Strange. There's Dicky, the the uh, help boy, and there's Colin, who's the invalid. Colin, the invalid. Yes. Yeah. Did I see Colin the invalid? Yeah, he was the yeah. boy in the very in the dark. Bedroom. Yeah, right. Well, bedroom. he's supposed to come out to the garden. Yes. And we didn't see that, did we? In this preview, well, I don't think it, so. That is a spoiler for the end of the book. Well, that's the most <laughs> important thing, you know. I mean, he by the by the end of the book, he would have thought he was a different person. Yes. So they could have put him into the trailer and not have people not realize that it's that kid. Maybe. Yeah. You know. Maybe we'll see that in future trailers. Any final thoughts on the trailer final versus the thoughts? book? How about this? Do you think this movie is going to do well? Are you excited to see it? What do you think about that? Mm, I think it will appeal to the same kids who like the Harry Potter and the... Who may not have any preconception of the the story. Yeah, they might not. But they also... um, I'm thinking that the age group that watched Harry Potter is your age group and they're not kids anymore. So I don't know if that filmmaking... You know, sort of like all the the way that all the Star Wars things are the same. Here we have the Harry Potter ish spectacle of the film, and I don't know if that's going to draw you in. It felt in the visuals, Bridge to Terabithia esque for me, and yeah. I hate that story so much. Sorry to all of our listeners. If you wanna throw really? hands about it, send us a comment. All but right. I hate. The bridge to Note yeah. to self. <laughs> Throw hands with Carrie Ann after right, this episode. Right, we right. we need to have the episode on Bridge of Terabithia. No. Oh, <laughs> caught you. My f- entire fifth grade curriculum was like books about death. I, I just I can't. people saying about it yeah so this is so here's the thing because i i know i know there are people who like this book absolutely like there are people who love this book and so but i saw this and i was just like even if you like the book i feel like this trailer doesn't match with that and so i so let's look through some youtube comments yeah do it so here are some youtube comments that i found yesterday somebody posted the 1993 version was already great, though. Which was it? I think it was I, at least more authentic to the book. I think I'll take that. that. I, I I think I watched the 1993 version after reading the books. I, I or maybe it was a few years ago. I can't I can't remember when I re- I know I watched it one time, and I remember thinking it was very true to the book. But I don't know that I like it. Comment number two says, "Oh God, this is a mess." <laughs> One, the little girl is an orphan, but recently, and her family had money. She was never in an orphanage. She was supposed to be, two, she was supposed to be a horrible brat. Three, the garden is supposed, isn't supposed to be literally magic. It's a metaphor. Metaphor. Metaphors. I just knew it'd be a CGI F fast. (laughs) This is a new comment. And the 93 version still holds up well. A remake no one asked for. Next comment. It's kind of cool that Colin Firth is cast as Lord Craven. He played grown-up Colin in the 87 version. Yeah. Oh, 87. My bad. Um, I didn't like that one as much as the 93 one, though. I thought he was in the uh, 93 one. I guess we were wrong. He's older than I always think he is, so some of his movie dates are longer ago. We do have a comment here. Here's the first positive one I've seen. Amazing! 
Can't wait. Love this story. <laughs> and then another one saying, definitely looks like a lot of work is going into this, but the 93 version is so timeless. If anything, I would have preferred a film and adaptation of the Broadway version. God help us. There's a Broadway version? Oh, I goodness. feel like that's something I should know as the musical theater resident here. Well, I'm, but I'm the theater person. Oh, God help us. Oh, goodness. Oh, what is that one? Why did the writer-producer feel the need to put in magic magic? Yeah, magic, magic magic was a reality <laughs> of seeds turning into flowers with time, of little poorly boys getting exercise and thus growing stronger, not of magical limb-growing trees. Agreed. So, anyway... <laughs> If you have strong feelings about The Secret Garden, either the book or the trailer or the two combined, and you want to talk to us about it, come share your thoughts by leaving a comment or visiting my website at carrieannedillon.com or sending Carolyn a message at carolynswiftholden.com. This is Shelf Expressions. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so please send them in. And yeah, do you want to watch this movie? Does anyone want to watch this movie? If you want to rage watch this movie and let us know how it was, we are amenable to that as well. All right. See See you next time. Bye.